listening to the Michael Papinjak Show. All right, welcome to the show, TMPS 80, 80 solid shows here from TMPS. Can you believe it? I've done 80 shows. And for show 80, I am flying solo. That's right, just me. I was supposed to have Jason here, but I got a late start on this Valentine's Day. And I'm sure he had plans with his special someone. But I did get a late start. I uh, was supposed to start um, a little bit ago, but uh, and hopefully have him here with me. But I got uh, a call from Verizon that my account was past due, and I was like, that's a bunch of BS, and this, that, and the other. And I uh, just had a little bit of a thing with them. And uh, I ended up just paying half of what they said I owed, and we will continue this conversation uh, during regular business hours tomorrow because I was tired and needed to do a show. What I should have done was just had them on the show and recorded the whole conversation, but at the time, I really wasn't thinking about that. So TMPS 80, I am now going... Facebook Live for TMPS 80. Here we go. Facebook Live. Let's do it. Start live video. Here we are. So we're going to go Facebook Live here for TMPS 80, the big 80. So let's reflect on all 80 shows so far. So show number one. I'm just joking. I'm not going to go through them all, but on our anniversary shows like, you know, show 70, show 80, show 90, show 100, when we hit these wonderful milestones here at TMPS, I do like to reflect a little bit on the past and how the show got its start. Um, and, uh, you know, basically it all started in New York City for those who may be, may, may be listening for the first time. Maybe you've never heard TMPS before. But I will let you know that this show started in on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. And it was the brainchild of Miss Amanda Mason. Amanda, if you're watching or listening, thank you so much for basically telling me, Michael, you have to do a podcast. And I thank you for that. Um, of course, Amanda is one of the m most important and special people in my life. And Amanda, I love you. And I thank you. Uh, so she basically said, you need to do a show. And I begged her to be my co-host. And she was for two shows. And she uh, basically got, got the show started, helped me get all the equipment together and get everything. And uh, she, you know, she's this is, all, this is all your fault, Amanda. This is all your fault. And so now we're 80 shows later. 80 weeks. 80 Fridays later. You have a show. Still. Why do I do it? I don't know. People say, Mike, why do you still do the show? Do it. Does anyone listen? I have no idea. I guess a few people listen here or there. We get a fan here. We get a fan there. I'm not really too concerned. I'm more worried about my own fun. I love doing the show. This is like my favorite thing to do all week. I cannot wait to record. Now, of course, I prefer when I have Jason here on the casting couch. But, you know, he is, uh, it is Valentine's Day. I am recording on Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I hope everyone is enjoying... That's why there's no one watching on Facebook Live. Everyone's enjoying their Valentine's Day with their sweetie. 
And uh, so that's probably why no one is watching. I, of course, am single, have been for quite some time. I don't think I've ever actually truly celebrated Valentine's Day. I'm trying to remember a time when I got someone flowers or uh, chocolates or maybe took them out to dinner for Valentine's Day. I'm not really quite familiar with any time that I might have done that. Um, If I did, it was a long, long time ago with uh, the one girl who really is, if you think about it, the only, you know, girlfriend, uh, long-term relationship I've ever had, which was in college. Um, I'm assuming since we dated for two and a half years and were together in February at school, I'm assuming that we did something for Valentine's Day. And Jackie, I, I'm i so sorry if uh, if I didn't do anything or I forgot or if it was just so cold in, in Appleton, Wisconsin, that all we could do to be together on uh, uh, Valentine's Day was uh, snuggle up in hopefully my warm dorm room bed, my extra long twin. Uh, <laughs> I I don't really know. Maybe we didn't go out. Maybe it was just negative 30 and we were like, fuck it, let's just stay in. No dinner. Don't worry about flowers or chocolates. H- how could flowers live in such a uh, harsh environment that is uh, upper uh, or uh, actually, I, I don't even know if Appleton, I think Appleton's kind of like in the middle of uh, of Wisconsin. To me, it felt like upper because it was so freaking cold. But I actually think Appleton is like probably like mid-state because like Wisconsin, right? It F Appleton's here and like the border of Illinois is there. Appleton, there's like a whole other part of like northern Wisconsin that I, you no one ever even talks about or thinks about. But it was probably just too cold for us to do anything special on Valentine's Day, so I'm sure we just snuggled up in my uh, twin extra long dorm room bed and had a good time. But um, happy Valentine's Day to all those lovers out there. Anyone who has a significant other, I'm sure there's been uh, lots of uh, flowers and chocolates and all kind of good stuff and people going out to dinner and having a good time. And I am here alone doing my show, but it's the one place that I would want to be. And if I did have a significant other, guess where they would be? They would be on the casting couch doing the show with me because I do a show every week and I now record on Wednesdays instead of Thursdays. Don't I look out of focus Facebook Live? You know what? This Samsung, it does all kind of goofy stuff and so does my new Google Pixel. Like when I'm videotaping cars, it'll go in and out of focus in weird ways. My other phone didn't do that. I should start using my Samsung again to make videos. Uh, I think it's a better phone for that. They, They say the Google Pixel was a great phone for video, but... I had much more luck with my um, Samsung when I was using it to make videos uh, before. But um, I really don't have much to talk about, to be honest. I um, I, I kind of got a little uh, sidetracked today. I was going to spend uh, most of the day, of course, doing my job, which is selling cars, but also kind of planning for tonight's show. I was really hoping Jason was, was going to be here because um, the Olympics that no one is watching is on right now. Uh, apparently, the Winter Olympic Games in uh, South Korea have um, have started. There's been gold medals won and lost and uh, all kind of stuff going on. And it has been a very uh, interesting uh, Olympics uh, because I don't think anyone's actually watching it. I don't feel like uh, there was really any um, advertisement for this Winter Games. Uh, did you guys know about it? I-, I didn't really know it was even starting. And we were watching... Um, 
was it the Super Bowl in or or what the heck was it? We were watching, or no, I think it was a Pens game, not the Super Bowl. They wouldn't do it on the Super Bowl. Uh, I think it was the Pens game. We were watching it, and there was all, but it was also the opening ceremony for the Winter Olympics. And I was like, "What do you mean the opening ceremony for the Winter Olympics? I didn't even know there were Winter Olympics happening at this time." But they are going on, and every morning uh, for since they started, while I'm getting ready, I have been watching the Winter Olympics on NBC, and um, uh, I have had the fortune of watching curling which is one of my favorite sports. I actually had lunch today with uh, Jason, and we went to Dive Bar up in Wexford, and we were talking to um, our new friend uh, behind the bar at Dive Bar named Danielle, who is a vegan, by the way. We were talking about uh, her vegan lifestyle. We both ordered burgers, and I asked her, um, what's your favorite burger on the menu? And she goes, well, I'm actually uh, a vegan. I don't eat meat. And uh, basically made Jason and I feel bad for eating uh, cow for the next uh, half hour or so. But actually, she wasn't a very pushy vegan. She was very nice, very cute. And I definitely think I'll be going back to Dive Bar to see Danielle and the future. And maybe I'll get a salad to, so she doesn't feel as bad while I'm uh, eating meat in front of her. But anyway, um, uh, curling was on. And we were talking about curling. And now I have actually had the good fortune of trying curling myself, and let me tell you, it is not as easy as it looks. I don't know if anyone else thinks that it's easy. Uh, it is just a bunch of people um, uh, gliding stones across the ice and then brooming, and it's kind of like bocce ball on ice. It's the kind of the same concept. Whoever has a ball closest to the middle uh, wins, but uh, you have to remember something. Just like uh, in, in hockey, um, sometimes because hockey players are so good, and they're so fluid that I think, for me, I forget that they're on ice because they move so well. And I think that goes the same for people who curl. Like, you have to remember, they're moving very elegantly and very deliberately, but they are also uh, on ice. And uh, I, uh, the Vancouver Olympics, which were my favorite Olympics, 2010, I watched every minute of those Olympic Games I loved the Vancouver Olympics. I thought they were beautiful. Um, they had amazing athletes in them. We were winning gold medals. It was just fantastic. And I thought, fuck it, I'm going to go curling. I'm going to be an Olympian. And I thought by 2018 Winter Olympics, I'd be on the American team for curling, right? Well, my brother and I go curling, and he loves telling this story because he was really on the outside of it. He was the one watching me uh, curl. And we go to Neville Island at, I think it was the Robert Morris, I think they have a facility there with like ice rinks and such. And we were, um, uh, it was basically like a, like a curling camp, uh, so to speak. And it was 60 bucks or something, which I had to borrow from him. I didn't even, I didn't even have 60 bucks. And uh, you got to curl for the afternoon. So we walk out on the ice and they give us um, these like kind of, they kind of look like, the things that women get when they get their nails done, like a pedicure, and they to put over your shoe, and that allows you to glide on the ice. And everyone got a chance to glide a stone, and everyone got a chance to broom. And um, let's just uh, let's just put it this way: um, it is my turn to broom. Okay, and they told us there's one rule in curling, one rule only: never, no matter what. Never run on the ice. Okay, don't run. That kind of makes sense, right? 
You're on ice. You probably shouldn't run. Even walking is kind of dangerous. When you're on the ice, no matter what, if the stone is way ahead of you, it whatever it is, do not run. So, it is my turn to broom. So what happens is this. The person glides the stone, just like you've seen on TV if you've been watching. Then you chase the stone. And if you need to, you broom in front of it to get it to go faster. So I'm chasing the stone and I'm brooming. The next thing I know, I kind of go into a gallop, let's say. A jog, if you will. And because of this, I then go into running and chasing the stone. And remember the first rule of curling? Don't run on the ice. Well, Michael did run on the ice. What happened was my feet went from under me. The next thing I, next thing I can remember is I'm literally facing the ceiling. My body is now horizontal. The broom is above me spinning in the air, and I slam down on the ice. I, I get up, and I can see my brother in this. My, first off, my brother refused to actually curl. He was there more for, like, moral support, okay? And I can see Larry in the stands losing his shit, laughing. And they helped me up, and I was done. I said, thank you so much. Thank you very much. And him and I just left. And I fucking ate it on the ice, dude. I was on my ass curling. And it is not as easy as it looks. But I always tell people... You know, that's the difference between an, an Olympian and not an Olympian. When I was a kid, I was a gymnast, believe it or not. And uh, I was really good at running and jumping on the uh, springboard, doing some flips in the air, and then landing, right? So they thought, all right, Mike, uh, I was probably like nine years old. It's like, okay, it's time for you to do the parallel bars, which uh, uh, the men do. And because uh, I think the women do the uneven. And then the men do the parallel. But whatever, it doesn't matter. It was time to do the, the whole bar thing. So they took me over to the bars. They said, Mike, it's time to try this. You're getting old enough. You're getting strong enough. And so they chalk up my hands. They lift me up, put my hands on the bar. So I'm hanging on the bar. And um, I didn't quite understand the whole concept of this parallel bar thing. It really wasn't explained to me properly. And if it was explained to me properly, I don't think I was listening because I was a little kid and uh, little kids don't listen. So um, I'm hanging on this bar and I'm wondering what the fuck is about to happen to me. And uh, um, they start swinging me. All right. So they swing. Yo, Bamboo, what's up, Cam? Seth and I and Jordan say hello. You know, Cam, why don't you guys come be on the show? Forget Bamboo. Come be on the show. Come on. Come on over, Cam. Come be on the show. Jordan, Seth, come on. Because I'm not going to Bamboo 50 days in a row. I've Okay, I'm getting sidetracked here because Cam just said hello on Facebook Live. But I literally have been going to Bamboo so much. I'm like hungover daily. I'm drinking daily. It's no good. I like having friends. I like socializing. But it's hard when all of your friends are 21 and 22 and you're 33. I just can't keep up with them anymore. Okay, but let me finish my uh, story. So I'm on. Let's go. I can't come to Bamboo, Cam. I'm doing a show. I'm only 15 minutes in. You, you guys got to come here. But anyway, so I'm on the parallel bars. I'm hanging, right? And they kind of start rocking me back and forth. So I'm kind of swinging on the parallel bars. 
And then they go, all right, Mike, here we go. And they push me and my feet are above my head and I'm swinging around the bar. Well, while my feet are up in the air, I freak out and let go of the bar. I then slam my back into the floor. The wind gets knocked out of me. I go to my mom, fuck this. Probably not actually fuck this, but something similar, and I never go back to gymnastics ever again. So what is my point? Michael falls on his ass doing the parallel bars. Michael falls on his ass doing curling. The difference between me and an Olympian is an Olympian would get up, brush off their hands, and do it again until they didn't fall on their ass. That's the difference between me and an Olympian. But, you know, when you get the wind knocked out of you when you're nine, it's a little scary, and when you almost kill yourself curling, you think, well, maybe this just isn't for me. Um, I do remember a curling club in college, not at college, but like in the town of Appleton. Because um, you, you can imagine that uh, when you live in a tundra like uh, Wisconsin or uh, Minnesota, um, you know, where everything's frozen over for several months out of the year that maybe curling would be something that people do. And uh, uh, it was something I did once. I actually was pretty good at gymnastics. I mean, may, may, I thought I was. Maybe I was shitty. Who fucking knows? I was in Uniontown, PA. Who knows if I was any? It was at the, it was at the YMCA. I mean, I was crappy at every sport I ever played. Okay? All right? Except for shooting guns. All right? Except for skeet, trap, sporting clays, all the clay shooting sports. I'm good with a shotgun, but that's about it. I mean, my, my parents made me play every sport imaginable. Soccer, football, basketball. The only sport I didn't have to play was hockey. And that's because hockey is one of the few sports where you have to be really good at something else to play. If you're not good at skating, then you can't play hockey. Okay? No matter what. I mean, even if you can shoot the puck standing 100 miles per hour, if you can't skate backwards, forwards, side to side and stop, then doesn't really matter. Just like if you're seven foot five and you can't make a basket to save your life, how valuable are you, are you going to be to the NBA? Like I thought about that about Yao Ming. You know, Yao Ming was what, like seven five from China? What if he couldn't fucking dribble a ball? Like what if he had no coordination like whatsoever? Then <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're seven five or eight five. It doesn't matter if you're taller than the basket. All right, if you, if you have no coordination and can't play the sport, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So uh, uh, anyway, so the Olympics are on. I was watching curling, and actually Danielle, uh, this bartender, didn't really know, know much about it. And uh, for some reason, I do know a few things. The sport's about 600 years old, from what I understand. Um, you have the stone. You have the broom. Brooming makes the stone go faster. It's called curling because if you broom in a certain way, you can actually get the stone to curl in a different direction. Uh, the middle is called a, called a button, and you want to get the stone as close to the button, and whoever has the most stones closest wins. So, like, if you if there's only one stone on the, whatever they call it, on the board, and it's your stone, and it's the only stone, and it's closest to the button, then you get a point. If you have three closest, you get three points. And um, I was actually, I kind of caught a little bit of uh, 
USA and Japan, and Japan was destroying us. I don't know if it was women's or I was actually watching mixed curling. Uh, it's a so it's a man and a woman, and then I guess there's team curling, men's, women's. I'm not really sure, but um, the the reason why I wanted Jason here was, of course, one of the highlights for us um, of the Winter Olympics is hockey, and the um, the the NHL and the Olympic whoever controls the Olympics or like the international hockey. Uh, basically, they could not come to an agreement, and therefore NHL players are not in um, in the Olympics. And I think that's one of the big reasons why I might not have really been aware of the Olympics starting, is because there was no one saying like, "Watch Sidney Crosby, you know, lead Team Canada to another Olympic gold, or watch Evgeny Malkin take uh, Russia to Olympic, you know, you know, da 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 success." You know what I mean? Like, there's just. Uh, I don't know. And uh, basically, you know, we've watched Sidney Crosby and them play in the Olympics for the past two Winter Olympics, winning all kind of medals. And, um, you know, Jason was explaining it to me this way, and hopefully he can explain it in better uh, detail on a future show. But uh, he was basically saying to me that, um, you know, you have someone like Mario Lemieux. And Mario Lemieux owns a team. And that team includes Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, uh, Phil Kessel and uh, Matt Murray, okay, and those players for the next two weeks would have to go away. They would have to not play hockey in the NHL, and uh, by going to the Olympics, they'd have to shut down the league, and also there's potential for a player to get hurt in the Olympics, therefore ruining the rest of the NHL season for that specific team. So basically, if you think of an owner, okay, a team owner, and you think of the players as assets, so the team owner therefore has to decide what is the best use of use of my assets, meaning do I give up Crosby to Team Canada and a chance of him being hurt? Do I give up Malkin to Team Russia um, a chance to be getting hurt? Does Phil Kessel go and lead Team America? Also a chance of getting hurt. I mean, how? what's the best use of my assets in the best time? And I guess they decided that the Olympics just weren't going to you know, be a reality for NHL players this season. And, you know, I was, I've been watching, well, I've been watching, I, I just watched men's hockey um, this morning and I was watching it and I was texting Jason while I was getting dressed. And I was like, dude, this is like boring as shit. Like it looks like amateurs. I mean, and you know what? And they kind of are now there's no NHL players allowed. So most of the USA team are players who used to have NHL contracts. Maybe they were drafted by the NHL, but no longer play. Like, I know, like, they were saying, like, um, so-and-so used to play for the Winnipeg Jets for 22 games, which basically means that there was probably a Winnipeg Jet who got hurt, and that person came up from the minors or whatever and played for those 22 games, then was put back down to the minors and then was eventually cut or I don't know. Because I don't know if, like... I don't know if someone in the minor leagues could play. I don't know if they're included because that's not really the NHL. That's the I think the AHL. So can if so if you're on the pain, I see this is why I wish Jason was here because he, he could answer this like immediately. So if you played for the Baby Pens in Wilkes-Barre, okay, which is our farm team, could you play in the Olympics? Because that's technically not the NHL. However, it is where the penguins go when someone gets hurt and they need someone to be brought up. So again, if Jason was here, he'd be able to answer that. Hopefully he'll do so on a future show, but um, it is a little boring 
because you're not you you don't have the excitement of the level of play that a Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Phil Kessel um, would be giving you or any other top NHL player. Now, he did tell me that he thinks Russia is going to run away with the whole tournament because there are some really good players that used to be in the um, NHL that are no longer playing in the NHL that are playing in the KHL, I think, which is the league in Europe or in uh, Russia, who are eligible. So he thinks Russia is going to run away with it this year. I can tell you the men's hockey team looked like the Mighty Ducks. I mean, but here, okay, but here's the deal. This is the real, the real, this, this actually should be considered the Special Olympics because, you know, Korea is hosting the Olympic Games, South Korea. But the Korean athletes are, from what I understand, joined in this United Korea team. So it's athletes from both North and South Korea. And I definitely think in my lifetime I'm going to see a united Korea once again. And if it isn't done by Trump, it'll be done by some future president. Uh, but I honestly think if uh, if Trump uh, can land a second term, I think we can definitely see uh, a united Korea based on Trump taking um, taking Kim Jong-un out. And uh, I mean, it, it makes sense. Listen, if it was up to me, I would take him out immediately. First thing i do as president is fucking liberate that that nation because i think it is ridiculous that the world allows such a country to exist i'm going to be honest i think it is ridiculous that we as a civilized nation us and countries in europe and around the world allow a country like north korea to exist how is that possible with the past that we have had dealing with hitler stalin okay lenin Keep naming them. Keep going. Chairman Mao. Okay? The millions who have suffered under a communist-style regime. The millions who have died. The millions of malnourished North Koreans. Impoverished North Koreans. People who are cut off from the rest of the world. How are we allowing this to happen in 2018? Why do we not gather enough force to just overtake the nation and liberate these poor people. It's ridiculous to me. Completely and utterly ridiculous. Now, I know there's a lot more to it, of course. If there wasn't, then we would have done it by now. But if I think if there's any man on earth who would do it, it's Donald Trump. I can tell you that one immediately. If there's any man on earth who is willing to do what it takes to liberate these people, and get them out of the misery that they live every single day. It's Donald J. Trump. And I hope he does. I, I really do. I really hope he does. Because I'll be behind him 100%. I'll go and fight. I'll, I'll, I'm not doing anything. I'm just selling cars. Now go and do it. I'm serious. Come on, D. D. Trump. Recruit me, my man. I'll go over there and liberate the country myself. I'll put the gun up against Kim Jong-un's head and do it myself if I have to, because that's how strongly I believe that we should be in the business of liberating countries from such obvious tyranny. It's no different from a Hitler. It's no different from a Stalin. It's no different from uh, that idiot from Cuba. What's his name? Kay Guevara and Fidel Castro. It's no different from Chairman Mao. It's no different. He needs to be stopped and taken out. And you know the reason why he's staying in power? 
because he isn't bothering anyone. He isn't hurting anyone but his own people. Okay, no one was bothering Hitler until he invaded Poland. Okay, as long as you're only um, uh, uh, killing your own countrymen and creating policies that kill people within your borders, no one's going to bother you. But if Kim Jong-un should even step a foot into South Korea, they would get fucked up. Big time. Big time. But as long as his policies only kill his own people, no one's going to bother him. Because if, if, uh, if what's his name, if Hitler never invaded Poland... He'd well, he would be dead by now, just by old age. But Hitler Jr. would be running the the country. Okay, but I uh, he decided to invade Poland or check or whoever he invaded first. Can't do it. Can't can't do it. Sorry, dude. World War II. So that's what it's going to take. It's going to take uh, either Trump just deciding to do it, um, or it's going to take Kim Jong Un making a stupid move by trying to invade South Korea or another country. But anyway, the real Special Olympics um, of this non-Special Olympics is the United Korea women's hockey team. Um, Again, I wish Jason was here to elaborate, but um, I was watching them the other morning, and I was very confused by their inability to actually play hockey. Uh, I couldn't believe it, but Jason did tell me that when you host the Olympics, you automatically qualify for every sport which means you can just have an athlete in every sport, Um, which basically means they gathered however many women it takes to put a hockey team together and said, okay, you're going to be the goalie, you're going to be forwards, you're going to be defense defense people. And uh, because I, you know, I want to, I don't want to be sexist. Okay. I said defend, I was going to say defensemen, but they're women. Okay. So defense people, am I making you happy? But anyway, so defense people, and they just put some skates on them, told them these are hockey sticks, this is the puck, the goal is to get the puck in that net. Go. That's literally what it looks like. I mean, it looks like they just, they've never seen, it looks like they've never even seen hockey before. Like they've never, they've never actually watched a game. And they did, according to Jason, score their first goal of all time the other night. So congratulations, uh, United Korea women's hockey team for scoring your first Olympic goal ever. Could be your last Olympic goal ever. But, you know, at least they're trying. You know, that's what the Olympics is about. So apparently this Olympics kind of feels like, from what I've under, what I've understood, like the old style Olympics where it was only amateurs, where professionals weren't actually allowed to be in the Olympics. It was just um, amateurs. But imagine like uh, the Olympics without basketball, without like the dream team, without like LeBron James, just like now with hockey. I mean, I'm going to be watching, you know, Canada play hockey in the Olympics, but there's no Crosby. You know, you watch Russia without Malkin. You watch the U.S. team without Kessel. You know, I mean, you can go down the list of other uh, famous players from other teams. Of course, I use the Pens for my example because they're, you know, close to my heart and love you, Pens. But like... Think about how boring that is. Like, you don't know any of the players. You don't know who they are. You don't know their skills. You have no relationship to them. And I think, like, right now, like, name me, you know, name me some Olympic athletes. Go ahead. Name me three guys on the USA Olympic team. Name me three women on the female, you know, on the women's USA Olympic team. 
Okay, Lindsey Vaughn, that's one. Okay. Uh that that uh what's that? What's that? Um he just won a gold medal. Sean White, is that his name? Sean White. I don't even know his name. I think I think it's Sean White, is that redhead uh snowboarder. I think he just won. So that's two. Um I know I said hockey, but let's just say in general. Lindsey Vaughn, Sean White. Okay. That's two. All right. I'm trying for a third American Olympian. I'm 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 searching. Searching the databases, searching the memory. Can't think of one. Isn't that sad? That's sad. And these are Olympians. You know, I don't like tattoos on me. I mean, if a girl has a tattoo, whatever. If a guy has a tattoo, I don't really care. Um, I'm not really into tattoos. But, hey, you know, to each, to each his own, right? But the only tattoo I would ever get, really, is if I was an Olympian. I would get the Olympic rings somewhere, like let's say on my shoulder, and I'd get the year under it. That's the only tattoo I would for sure get because that's so special. Think of the six, seven billion people on this planet, and when they're like, and now the Olympic athletes from Ghana, and there's like two people who walk in. You know, here are the Olympic athletes from Barbados. One guy walks in. Think of that. You know, I mean, America, we always have hundreds of athletes, right? The host city always has hundreds. Russia has hundreds. You know, so there's always hundreds. You know what I mean? Wait a minute. I keep saying Russia. But isn't it true that Russia isn't in this Olympics? No, they are because it's AOR. Olympic Athletes Russia of Russia or something. No, Russia's in this Olympics. I think there's uh, someone told me that Russia was disqualified for doping or something from the sea. I need Jason here because Jason will just know this stuff. That's why I have, I, I don't know anything. I'm an idiot. I don't know anything. I don't do any research. Look here, here's all my research for this show. I'm going to show Facebook Live. See all that research? It's a blank page, people. I don't do anything. I don't like look up anything. I just talk out of my ass. That's why, you know, that's why I have a show. Why does anyone have a show? Why does Rush Limbaugh have a show? Because he can talk for three hours straight out of his ass. Same with Sean Hannity, same with Howard Stern. I have a gift of just talking. I've gone for 35 minutes almost just talking about, I don't even know what. I can't even tell you what I've talked about. I can't tell you. I've talked about the Olympics a little bit here. But do yourself a favor. Figure out when the female, the women's Korean United hockey team is playing. And that is a good laugh. That is going to be a real good, I mean, I don't want to say laugh because now I feel bad. I kind of feel bad for them. But they just, they just, they look like they don't, they literally can't spell hockey. Like they literally cannot play hockey at all. At all. You know what, Cam? I'm really pissed you guys are a bamboo. Now I want to go to bamboo. Um, I should be the mascot of bamboo. I'm basically Norm at bamboo. You know it from Cheers. I'm there like all the time, but it's my favorite place on earth. It's like my bed, bamboo, Disney World, in that order. I mean, bed's number one. I like after this show's done, I'm getting into bed. It's gonna be glorious. It's gonna be fucking amazing. Like, are you serious? It's gonna be amazing. Like, I got home from work yesterday. I left at six. And I got home around 6.30. I got into bed thinking, okay, 
I'll take a couple hour nap. Cam wanted me to kind of come to Bamboo for some kind of, uh, I think it was a 21st birthday party. I thought, okay, quick nap, hour and a half, two hours, shower, get dressed, go to Bamboo, have a good time, stay out all night. I got into bed um, at 6.30 thinking there's no way I'm going to sleep through the night. When I woke up, it was 5.30 in the morning. I slept from 6.30 at night till 5.30 in the morning. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to Bamboo. But uh, um, <laughs> that was my night last night. And I woke up to like texts and phone calls and people like blowing me up. And I slept through it all because I got to tell you something. When you spend 10 to 12 hours at your job, when I get home, sometimes that's it. I mean, I didn't even take out my garbage this morning. You know why? Because I didn't I didn't have it together. Like that's something that I probably would have done the night before. It's what everyone does here. They get their garbage together the night before. They put their garbage out the night before. And so when they go to work in the morning, it's already out. But when I woke up, I pulled out of my garage. I saw the vacant slot where my garage or my uh, garbage can should go. And I was like, you know what? I'm already in my car. I'm already on the way to work. Fuck it. Like, how much garbage do I really produce? I'm at the dealership 12 hours a day. I don't even eat at my house. I always eat out. Like, I have very little garbage here. So I only put it out like, you know, once every few weeks or something, to be completely. I don't think I, I think I, I think I put it out last week. So I, I'm good for like a few weeks because I don't really create much garbage. Um, and it doesn't like stink or anything because I rarely have food product in it. You know what I mean? Because I'm rarely, I rarely cook here. Um, I rarely eat here. I mean, I might like stop at uh, Chipotle and get some food and eat it at home. But um, I mean, I fucking was out like a rock last night. I I can't. I I never sleep through phone calls, and I mean maybe a text because it's such like a short little bit beat. Um, but usually, like when my phone rings, I'm like awake and answering it in case it's like an emergency or something with my family. But I'm I'm glad they didn't need me last night because I was out like a fucking light. Wow. I mean, that's rare for me to do that kind of thing. But I, I must have needed sleep because I was out. Um, let's see. What else is going on? Not much. Really weird weather. It was cold and snowy, and now it's warmer and raining out, and now all the snow is gone. Uh, actually, it makes things a little bit easier at the dealership. Don't have to spend hours cleaning snow off of cars. But a very slow month, uh, February, famously slow. Uh, we got the car show coming up. So everyone, uh, come down to the car show the, this weekend at the convention center. Um, I will be there. Actually, I'll be there on Monday for sure in the morning to work the show. I'm going to try to get down there maybe over the weekend if I can. Uh, I definitely uh, want to get my day off on Friday. And uh, I want to have Sunday off as well because I have some things to do on Sunday, but you know, maybe Saturday or, um, on Monday I'll be there for sure, but maybe on Saturday I'll go down to work it a little bit. Um, we're, we're kind of short staffed at the store, so we're down to salespeople. And honestly, one of our managers was like, I don't want to send anyone to the car show because we are down to salespeople. And I think when I left work today, there was one salesperson left. I think only one salesperson was left on the floor for the whole night, but I had to get home to record a show, 
And uh, when I was going to record the show, I got a phone call from Verizon that my bill was passed due. So then the show got pushed back. And so Jason isn't here. So I'm kind of doing um, an impromptu show, basically the show that we would have done just without his input. And honestly, I've been going for 40 minutes and I might just wrap it up, do a quick show. Maybe I'll try to record some stuff with, with Jay tomorrow and uh, merge it all together. But Hey, uh, work is slow. I've only sold, I think, four cars so far. Um, you know, already halfway through the month. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. You can only sell cars to the people who show up. And if you don't have a lot of business, you don't have a lot of cars to sell. I mean, I can't sell 20 cars a month if I can't get... I mean, so basically... Okay, basically, they say this. If you schedule two appointments a day and both of them show up, you'll sell one car out of those two appointments. I had zero appointments today. So I had zero opportunity to sell a car today, if you think about it. Now I had internet leads and I had a delivery. So that's a car that I sold the previous that I then actually delivered, which means the person came. And most people, when they hear delivery, they think I'm actually driving the car to the customer. Not true. A delivery means the customer comes, signs all the papers. Um, I hand them the keys to the car. I pair their phone, I say thank you very much, and they drive home, and the car is gone. The car is now sold. It is delivered to the customer, delivered out. It is gone, 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 gone. Burning gas, killing bugs, as they say in the industry. So I had that to do. I also have a delivery tomorrow that I had to prepare for. So honestly, today I really wasn't dealing very much with, with new guests. I was dealing 100% with preparing a delivery for today and getting delivery ready for tomorrow, which includes paperwork, which includes getting the car cleaned up, um, getting everything together. You know, so I, I have a delivery first thing tomorrow morning, which is nice. I get it done, like right out of the way. I can spend the rest of the day because I, I, I didn't make any phone calls today. This is a day where I made zero phone calls. That is really strange. But I also did get five internet leads. And so I had to make five videos and send five emails. And then I had, I had, you know what? No, that's a lie. I did have an appointment today. I did have an appointment today. It's, but I can't go into detail because it's, you know, I don't like to talk about customer details uh, too much on the show. Uh, but I did have a, an appointment today. Um, but it really was someone who I've been working with a lot over email and over the phone. And it was just to do a, a trade appraisal. So that wasn't like, like that wasn't a true appointment as in uh, meeting the customer for the first time, going over details for the first time. That was kind of more of a just having a customer come in for, for the first time, but a customer that I've dealt with a lot over the phone and over email. So that's a little bit different. But, um, you know, not making any phone calls, uh, that's pretty crazy. But I just had a lot going on. I, I just had a... Um, just when he got deals to get together, paperwork to get done, delivery, I mean, this delivery took hours. Um, you know, you, there's just no time to make, but also as long as you're talking to interacting with 25 people a day, I think that's solid, but, um, yeah, there's value in talking to a customer, but you know, when it comes to some customer, like this one customer, I've never talked to her. I'm doing everything over, uh, over email, but she's a contact for the day. I've sent her quotes over the internet. I've sent her videos. We've talked about numbers, but I only email her so she doesn't con she doesn't count as a call for the day, even though I talk to her the most. And she's the most likely to buy out of everyone that I talk to, but she's not part of my 25 phone calls a day. 
I mean, if you get an up, a new customer, who then turns into a spot, which is someone who buys a car and gets delivered that same day, that could be your entire day. That could be your whole day, okay? If you meet them at 11 a.m., they might not leave with their new car till 5, okay? Because it takes time. You got to do the product demo. You got to do test drive. You got to go through proposals. Then you got to get all their information, and then they got to print all the paperwork. Then they got to get it approved by the bank. And then it has to get detailed. And then you have to get them with Lexus N form. And then you have to deliver the car. Then you have to get their cell phone paired. You do everything from selling the car to delivering the car to selling product. You do every aspect of the car deal except printing paper and detailing the thing. Enough about all that work stuff. It just is what it is. And uh, it's not really a big deal. Anyway, enough about all of that. Um, again, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Uh, Facebook Live, thank you so much for those who have watched and commented. Uh, we'll see you next time. Maybe tomorrow if Jason and I do a little bit more show before the Friday official release of TMPS 80. So goodbye, Facebook Live. Let's get rid of that, and let's post that up on Das Fathbook. Let's stop. So that is posted. And, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, again, happy Valentine's Day. I hope... Uh, you had a great Valentine's Day, and uh, I am going to now spend the rest of my evening uh, sleeping, actually. I'm just probably going to immediately go to sleep once I sign off. So um, in case there isn't any more from Jason and I uh, tomorrow on Thursday, maybe we'll record some more. Maybe we won't. If this is all of TMPS 80, I just want to say uh, thank you for being with me on the past 80 shows and supporting the Michael Pinchak show. This is the love of my life. Uh, this show is uh, basically something that if someone told me, Michael, um, you can do this show for the rest of your life and get paid to do it, I would do that over anything else. And so um, I thank you for supporting the show, and please tell your friends to listen. And if uh, they need a car, to call me. So thank you again for listening to the Michael Pinjack Show, and we will see you next week. For all your tailoring needs, head up to Chico Tailors at 133 West North Street, Butler, PA, 16001. Call them at 724-287-5814. Email them at info at chicotailors.com. Chico is spelled C-I-C-C-O. Over four generations of experience goes into every garment.